Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to The Ringer Podcast Network. True Detective is back, and The Ringer's Chris Ryan and Jason Concepcion are our guides as we navigate the twisting pathways of Season 3's plots, themes, and characters on The Flat Circle, a True Detective after show. Follow Jason and Chris as they chase down leads, explore each episode's cultural context, and discuss true crime cases that mirror the ones in the show. Join the guys live every Sunday night after True Detective on The Ringer's YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Welcome to Jam Session, the very first Jam Session of 2019. Happy 2019! I'm Juliet Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Coming out hot with some with some good gossip this week. It's been nice. It's been, you know, the year started early, but things are picking up steam like a snowball or similar. A train. An avalanche, but nice. Sure. Yeah. The Golden Globes really gave us a lot, which is nice. There were a few things we want to hit that we missed over the break. Mm-hmm. And of course... A big event for me was last night, the Lindsay Lohan Beach House show premiered. Lindsay Lohan is back in our lives. Lilo. And, and also back on a mainstream media platform. I never really called her Lilo. Did you? I think I must have. That was I always was like a Lindsay Lohan. For some reason, when celebrities are exactly my age, it's hard for me to like see them as like as like a character like that, like okay. Lilo. Like I'm just like, this is my peer. This is your friend Lindsay. This is my friend Lindsay. Okay. Also loved the parent trap, obviously. Absolutely. So she's back. And if you love the parent trap, the person who was on this show is basically unrecognizable. Yeah. Not even physically so. But the fact that she went from like cute, promising young child star playing two parts in a movie with Dennis Quaid and Natasha Richardson to a Lisa Vanderpump wannabe, but like not even a tenth or like a one hundredth as as good is really upsetting. And so this is the premise of the show. Do you know what it is? I do know the premise of the show, yes, but please explain it the for the purposes of good podcasting. The premise of the show is that they, um, that Lindsay Lohan and this guy named like Panos, I believe, mm-hmm. who used to be her enemy, decide that they're going to like take over the club scene. So they open a club in Mykonos and like obviously they make it seem like Lindsay Lohan's like deeply involved in this, but mm-hmm. I've, I've got questions about that. And then the bulk of the show is like 10 servers they've hired host servers whatever who are trying to like make it whatever that means they're trying to like impress Lindsay and like do well at their job okay and that is not that dissimilar from Vanderpump Rules except like all of that was already in place it didn't start it for the point of the show and it's not a winning concept it's not a good premise yeah so a couple things your point about the whole business arrangement seeming slightly fake has Basis in reality, which is that Lindsay Lohan has been licensing her name to clubs. She uh, Before this meeting yes. notice, before Lindsay Lohan Beach House, she apparently licensed the name Lohan to a club in Athens. Yes. And that relationship no longer exists. And I think she is, quote, more involved in this experience. But it raises some questions about how much is her vision and how much is a stage in order for, for her to be able to be on MTV. And if you read the other profiles about her, like the one in the Times that we discussed over the summer, that was a big part of um, mm-hmm. Jam Session Summer in the Mediterranean that we did The official go. podcast of summer, <laughs> even though it's winter, we still believe. We really do. Well, we got to touch on the yacht season in yeah. parts, by the way. Yeah. It was very clear that Lindsay Lohan is not like a put-together, very type-A diligent businesswoman. That's correct. And this was something that Kate Nibbs touched on in her piece about the show, which is on The Ringer. Very good. Um, 
There was an incident in September that was just unfortunate and irresponsible, and it's when Lindsay Lohan chased a family through the streets while Instagram living and yelling nonsensical and offensive things about uh, foreign policy. So Completely nonsensical. That was not a highlight, and that did not indicate that she— is in the best place in her life right now. Also, the other thing that's, like, come out as a result of of -hmm. this whole cycle is that uh, there was another Lindsay viral moment when that dance video came out a few Mm -hmm. months ago. And, like, a smart, savvy celebrity would harness that and, like, lean into it. And Lindsay says she's, like, really embarrassed by it. And, like, you know, you feel how you feel. Like, the heart wants what the heart wants. Feelings are feelings. But, like, if she were savvy, she would know how to turn that into something positive for herself. Yeah. It seems like... On paper, this is all a good idea, or I don't know whether it's a good idea, but on paper, this is a winning formula, which is obviously Vanderpump Rules is very successful. Remake that, Lindsay Lohan back on MTV. People of many generations are interested in that, and it, it, it off the paper, it's not really coming together. It seems like they didn't have, like, the right people involved. Like, get 495 Productions involved, Sally and Salzano, or, like, get some of the productions that have, like— you know, reach out at the folks who did Vanderpump Rules. Like, that's, like, kind of the secret to the success here is, like, don't reinvent the wheel. Go to the people who know how to do it. Yeah, that's very smart. I was going to ask you, in her piece, Kate talks about the lack of chemistry just between all the people in on the show. And she also notes they only made one episode available for review. So it's early yeah. and perhaps some things gel. But as our reality show expert— It's, it's not a big enough of a shit show for you to be like, wow, I can't look away. Yeah. And it's not— Enough of, and and the best shows that are not in that category mm-hmm. either capture a subculture that exists and isn't forced. On the one hand, it could be like a, a group assembled where they all speak the same language, and that's like Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. or it's an existing group of friends that makes it compelling television, and that is Vanderpump Rules or many of the Real Housewives because they do in fact know each other, all that stuff. So I don't think it's gonna go well, but like I just I like talking about Lindsay Lohan like an inexplicable way. Can I just share one actual highlight of this? Sure. It, it's been a rough—not a rough press tour, but again, it's just this feeling underneath all of it that this isn't coming together well as well as it should, and, like, maybe Lindsay Lohan isn't ready for the spotlight in this way. Obviously, the spotlight um, was very difficult for her for many years, yes. a long time ago. Um, she did a piece for Variety, and— the interview is, like, pretty straightforward, but she is asked at one point, what are your career goals? Here's her answer. To work with Martin Scorsese, work with Spielberg. Like, that's the first two things she said. So Lindsay Lohan's still dreaming. You know She wants to open clubs with them. That's what she means. <laughs> no, it's, I think she was talking in the thing before about auditioning, so I think she means acting. And I don't think that's ever going to happen, but, like, I like— at least she's dreaming big, you know? That's true. That's good that's for her. something. Lindsay Lohan doesn't know that her moment has passed. And that's, yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah. All right, whatever. Let's move on to some other people who've been around for a while. Yes. Kate Beckinsale made some noise coming out of the Golden Globes. Yeah, so before the Golden Globes, I was made aware. I think this was over the holiday break. And I'm a latecomer to this. A lot of people have been in the know. But Kate Beckinsale's Instagram, a delight. Oh, Totally. I was not aware of this. I believe it was a December 27th Instagram featuring Martin Sheen and the dueling definitions of the word perineum that brought to my attention that Kate Beckinsale is working on another level on social media. It's weird. She's very smart. She has a strange sense of humor. I 
Never would have expected this from Kate Beckinsale, and it's totally changed my attitude towards her. Apparently, she has like a really—I've heard from from mutual friends. She has like a really quirky personality. That's extremely evident. You can't make yeah. this up. This is not managed out to a staff. This is, and it has some of the charming uh, punctuation quirks that you see in Instagrams from, say, Martha Stewart. Sure. Also, by the way, just Martha Stewart had a tremendous trip to Australia and New Zealand over the holidays. Like, please check she out did? that content. Where'd she go? I, I mean, she went everywhere and met a lot of animals and, like, gave incredible updates about them on Instagram. I don't want to say nonsensical, but Martha cuts to the heart of things and shares some hard truths wow. on Instagram on a regular basis. But Kate Beckinsale has a similar style. I would characterize it as quirky is a good word. I, I, she ha- seems to have a dirty kind of British sense of humor, which I enjoy. It's drier. And seems to have a lot of people in her life who like to wear costumes and take pictures. She also likes to date younger men. Her previous boyfriend was like 21 or 23. She's about 45 or 47. There's a variance because it was a previous boyfriend. And she really made noise because she was seen leaving Golden Globes party with Mr. BDE, the one and the only, the former blonde, Pete Davidson. How old is Pete Davidson? 25. Okay. And she's in her 40s. Yes. It's interesting, right? Because if this were a man, I would be like, tisk tisk. I'd be like, oh, I would. So predictable. Yeah, side eye emoji. And with Kate Beckinsale, I'm just like, well, as long as everyone's a consenting adult, go for it. You know, that's a bit of a double standard on my part. I'm aware of that. Sure, me too. Circumstances are slightly different also. So <laughs> I am going to, you know what? As long as they're consenting adults, I why think not? it's fun. I do, too. I think it's also, like, good job, Pete Davidson. She's a babe. Absolutely. And uh, Pete Davidson, I want 2019 to go great for you. So if this is if this is a good start. <laughs> if this is what you need. Yeah, why not? Let's get it going for yeah. you. Yeah. I don't know. I think 25 is different than 21. It, oh, totally. You know, circumstances also, are different. He's been through a lot. Also, frankly— He probably needs to have some fun. We don't know that this is a committed relationship. We just know that they left one party together, which, you yeah. know what— Good for them. Yeah. Okay. That's great. <laughs> That's beautiful as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I Anyway, I really didn't expect Kate Beckinsale to be one of my most intriguing celebrities starting out 2019. Well, she also then today responded to all the Pete Davidson stuff. She posted a picture of her mother that looks a lot like her, by the way, like quite a bit. She looked great. She was wearing hot pants. It's like a shut. I love when she, like official accounts you shutter stock or like getting mm-hmm. images with the watermark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And they so then, Google just like us, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then some some rando commented, "Dear heavens, Kate, not Pete Davidson." And to that she responded, "No, that's my mother. Easy mistake." <laughs> so she's <laughs> she's witty. Can I read also the pictures of her from a pre Golden Globes party? Sure. Thank you, W Mag, for lovely pre Golden Globes party, and thank you. Alex Perry for amazing dress, which kept me calm when two drinks got spilled on me and someone got very aggressive, squeezing a lime in my direction. In my direction? Squeezing a lime in my direction. That's pretty good. That's just a nice way with words. She probably was worried about it getting in her eye. Please don't squeeze a lime in my direction Who either. Could blame her? So, yeah, all right. I'm I'm pro Kate Beckinsale. Never thought the jam session would spend literally this much time talking about Kate Beckinsale, but here we are. Whatever. 2019, full of surprises. Great stuff. Moving on to more Golden Globes-related gossip. Oh, yeah. So Chrissy Metz from, from uh, what's that show called? This Is Us. Do you watch that? No. Me neither. I thought you were going to watch it. I thought you I tried. Loved to, you love to cry. I do. I tried. I couldn't get into it. 
Wow. I know. I just want a Sterling K. Brown show. Could you just fast forward to the Sterling K. Brown part? Well, I've also found out like a plot related to him that I don't like, which I'm going to spoil for everyone right now. Okay. Just spoiler alert, everyone. Okay. He breaks up with his wife on the show and like their relationship I loved. That was like one of the reasons to watch the show. So they're not together. I have very little interest. Okay. Do you think it's possible that since it's a TV show, they'll get back together? Um, I suppose. <laughs> Yes, this face that that's you just possible. Made. Okay, all right. So maybe you can just wait for that to happen, and then you can dip. <laughs> yeah, back maybe in. I can get back in. All so right. anyway, Chrissy Mass is on the show. She's one Great. of the main characters. Okay, she got caught with a, or on a hot mic, and she called Allison Brie a bitch. Yeah, so there is some debate. Some of the nicer people on the internet are trying to compare this to like a Yanny Laurel situation, where you can like you only Yanny. hear bitch if you want to hear bitch. Let's play the clip. Do you know a girl named Allison Brie? Do I? Well, I hear she's at the other end of the carpet. Oh. That's supposed to be Allison Brie. I'm like, do I? She's such a bitch. Like, she's She's such such a a bit. Yeah, she's such a bit. What else? She's such a big deal. She's such a big heart. That doesn't even fit rhythmically. You have to think about the cadence of the sentence. She's such a... it's there's she one was, word exactly. That's she was landing on one word. Yeah. It wasn't like she's such a great person or whatever. Yeah, she was going for she's such a bitch, and that's fine. We all say it about people. Also, just people, people in the world, but especially in Los Angeles, really only have two tones, and it's oh my god, I love this person. She's so great. Wasn't it amazing? Amazing performance. It was so moving. Yeah, or yeah, I fucking hate that. Like you can really tell just by the tone. So True. it's you know. It's fine. You know what? Amen. I also would probably do that on a hot mic at some point. I'm sure I have. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she tried to deny it. And then Allison Brie posted on her Instagram an old picture of them that's just like, rumors can't keep us down. So yeah. they're bas- they're just pretending like this didn't happen. I bet Allison Brie is a bitch, if I had to guess. Okay. I don't know. I just, I like her. I love Trudy Campbell on Mad Men. Fantastic. I did not watch anything else that she's on. I watched some episodes of Community, which is a show that I hated. And I think that she did a good job at playing the part that was written for her. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, good. Seems like a good actress. Which is not something that I needed to watch. She had a real run where she was kind of like resident cool girl. Like she kind of was like the hot, like around the, the time of the manic pixie dream. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like the hot, cute girl right. that, that all guys could agree on. And fair or not, gendered or whatever, that leaves a sour taste in my mouth. It makes me dislike her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can only be me. Yeah, I suppose it doesn't seem—she's never been on anything that I'm particularly interested in. Because, I Same. mean, here's what she's on. She's on Mad Men, which I was interested in, and then Community, Glow. I didn't watch it. Good show. Not for me. BoJack Horseman. Oh, no. Absolutely not. I don't do cartoons. I, likewise. I was made fun of on another podcast for this, but I stand— Which one? On the big picture. Sean was oh, just like, course. explain to the people Spider-verse. why you won't watch a cartoon show. It's like, because I'm a freaking adult. But anyway. I just want to say I kind of want to see into the Spider-Verse. It seems like it has a great cast. I won't judge you. Everyone says it's very good. I really like Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Okay, that's great. I think I might I, see it. You can do whatever you want. I'm just saying— Okay, let's just go. Alison Brie yes. is, has not been in projects that I am particularly excited about without Mad Men, besides Mad Men, and so I'm just not really that interested. Same. 
I don't know if I, like, hold anything against her, but I just, I don't really need to pay attention. What do you her, think about her and Dave Franco? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Do I have to care about Dave Franco? No. I think, I think the Franco moment has passed. Yeah. I'm he, just kind of like— He was good in The Disaster Artist. Yeah, that but— That movie's been lost to the Me right, Too movement. Right, That movie's gone. I, I think it, it's— it's not for me, but mm-hmm. I don't need to call her a bitch on a hot mic. That I, is sure. my take on Alison Brie. But also, this is the most we've spoken about Chrissy Metz probably ever. Yeah, Chrissy Metz is a society. So, you know, it's a win for her. I'm sorry, but it is. It's true. Can I also say there's actual tape of her calling her a bitch and then both of them just pretending like it didn't happen is tremendous press strategy. I like it too. I, it's like, you know, they're lying. And we all know that, but that they're just agreeing to go ahead is, uh, I think it's smart. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Okay. Every, everyone's doing well here. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about more people who are doing well, but first, let's talk about today's sponsors. It's a new year. Let's talk about fitness. It makes you look better, feel better, and live longer. So why is it hard for so many of us to stay on track? The FitPlan app is changing the health and fitness game for good by making personal training affordable and accessible for everyone. With FitPlan, you get step-by-step personal training from the world's top fitness experts like bodybuilding legends Mike O'Hearn, Jeff Side, and Michelle Lewin. Whether you want to build a bigger physique or slim and sculpt your entire body, FitPlan has over 50 personal training programs to help you gain muscle, shred fat, and get the definition you've always wanted for real this time. Haven't hit the gym in a while? Get back in the game with training plans designed to turn you into a pro. More of an on-the-go workout person? Fit Plans got minimal and equipment-free plans that you can do at home, outdoors, or anywhere life takes you. And you get this all for as low as $8.99 a month. The best part? Fit Plan is giving Channel 33 listeners 30 days for free. I love free stuff. Just visit fitplanapp.com slash subscribe and enter promo code channel 33. That's fitplanapp.com slash subscribe, promo code channel 33. We would also like to thank Hotel Tonight. Here's a little insider travel secret from our friends at Hotel Tonight. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there just waiting to be booked. And Hotel Tonight has partnered with these awesome hotels to help them sell those unsold rooms, which means you get incredible deals. Seriously, if you love scoring amazing hotel deals, you've got to try Hotel Tonight. Forget scrolling through never-ending lists. Hotel Tonight shows you a select list of incredible deals at cool hotels they think you'll love. And they even give short profiles of each hotel, complete with all the info you need and pictures of what the rooms really look like. Plus, even though their name's Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings. You can also book in advance. It's perfect for spontaneous weekend getaways, three-day weekends, staycations, road trips, business trips, booking a place with a pool, and more. So, to start scoring amazing deals and incredible hotels, go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. One major story we missed over the Christmas break. The wedding of Miley Cyrus to Liam Hemsworth, her longtime boyfriend. Of 10 years, 10 years. That's a long time. I just want to say, so this information leaked first by Mm -hmm. like a a friend of the family Mm -hmm. posted it to his Mm -hmm. Instagram. And then he didn't, like, immediately take it down. So my first response was, his name was, like, Jack Carraway or something like that. My first response was, wow, bad friend. But then when he wasn't asked to take it down, and they didn't, and there was no sort of, like, oh, shit. I was like, maybe this was the intentional rollout of Miley Cyrus's wedding announcement? I chose to interpret it as Miley doesn't really care. Okay. Which is the most generous interpretation and also makes me like her mm-hmm. more. I do like her. 
I do too. I, it seems like she obviously had some rough times in what year was that? The VMAs, twenty like thirteen or fourteen, when she did like the offensive formats. Yeah, she had a wild phase. She yeah. was young and figuring some things out and not always making great decisions. That's fair. But I also like her, and I I really liked that they just did this in their house with their family. Me too. It was extremely low key, and I kind of thought that the the low key rollout and the whatever you don't have to delete it attitude are part of the same thing of it just kind of being like they got married. All their family was there. They had a nice celebration. The Hemsworth brothers did like a little shot boat. Yeah, it was cute. And then that that, that drinking apparatus, yeah. the kind of like wakeboard or surfboard mm-hmm. with the with shots is like is like coming up in the world. I've seen it a lot lately. Do you know anything more about it? No, I don't. But it's just like a thing. It's like a way of like doing like a group shot. I'm Googling shot board shot, drinking shot, right now. Shot. I may or may not have done one of those before. Our producer Kaya has done one before. Okay. It seemed fun. It seemed nice. You all have to be this around the same height or it will go badly. Right. Okay. Like, that makes sense. Right. So Luckily, all the Hemsworth brothers are tall, except for Luke, who's shorter. I think he was on the board, though. Anyway, it seemed nice. I even liked, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus then posted one picture that was just from his blurry Blackberry mm-hmm. and, you know, made fun of the fact. He's like, the caption is like, it wouldn't be a real wedding without one blurry photo from dad's Blackberry. Great stuff. I thought it was really nice, too. I, I think she's becoming a good, intentional adult, for lack of a better term. I think so, too. And the the timing's nice. You know, obviously their house was burned down in the Malibu fires. They obviously have another home. Yeah. But still, that's, you know, you don't wish that on anybody. And then it's nice. It's their 10-year anniversary. They decided to just get married. It seemed like an expression of love. <laughs> it's great. That's yeah. that's what it should be. Also, her dress was fantastic. She looked really nice. I she really, really like that dress. She's looked really pretty for the entire um, Nothing Breaks Like a Heart press tour. Mm-hmm. I've loved all of her looks. Mm-hmm. They're like feminine, but not like too racy. Um, mm-hmm. They're sexy, but like not overall like a gauche line. I think she's just killing it right now. I'm loving her hair as well. It's long again. And I just think she looks really nice. Question for you. Are you familiar with Brandy Cyrus? I know of her. She's one of the sisters. Yeah, but she's not Noah. She's not Noah. And then they I think there's also there's four I believe there's four sisters. I believe Brandy Cyrus, um, her father is not Billy Ray, biological, but was adopted by him, but her mother is Tish. And yes. she has infiltrated the Bachelor Nation. And I don't oh, oh really dear. know how or why. It was rumored that she was maybe hooking up with this guy, Blake, who came on Bachelor Party a couple weeks ago. Okay, right. And it's just very weird. I don't really know what she does, but she's both a Cyrus and a very high-profile member of Bachelor Nation. She lives in Nashville, but she's often in Denver, and then she also like travels around the world. Can I ask a stupid question? Mm-hmm. So she hasn't actually been on The Bachelor no. or The Bachelorette. No, but she's part of like the Instagram scene. And then like all there's like a whole like Bachelor social group where they like right. go to like promoted events they travel together they and it, it's like very much based in Denver now I don't know why so Bachelor Nation is used to describe the 
the people that can former contestants former contestants and not fans I always thought it was fans it is both okay it is both I suppose it is like a more fluid distinction in the bachelor world than anywhere else yes it is exactly (laughs) fans so often become contestants can I ask you a question sure do you consider yourself a part of bachelor nation of course wow yes of course wow I didn't know that who am I if not a woman of my people that's very true I just had never thought about that in this context okay so anyway I think bachelor nation is lucky to have this kind of connectivity to the Cyrus family. Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth are A-list. Would you say they're A-list? I was about to say, Miley Cyrus is A-list. I think Liam is too. I think he was once upon a time. I mean, he was in the Hunger Games movies and those what? made a lot of money. Ever. I loved those movies, having not read the books. I did as well. I'm also team— Not a single person was team PETA. Everyone's team Team Gail. Yeah, well, that's actually not true because I wrote pieces about it and then had crazies in my mentions for whatever, but— What a different time that was. It was. I I don't know that if he— that he is still A-list. Are you aware that he's in the upcoming Rebel Wilson controversial rom-com called Isn't It Romantic? No, it wasn't. It's like an Australian special. Is Rebel Wilson Australian? Or she just, like, use that fat Amy— um, accent for the movies. Yes, she is in fact Australian. Oh, okay. Just yeah. Remember when there was a question about her age? Yes. I remember, <laughs> like, basically, there's a question about all sorts of things with Rebel Wilson, including this movie and how it's being promoted. He is, I guess, one of the love interests. I don't know if that's the look that Liam Neeson needs to get him back to the A list. If I had a brother who was Thor mm-hmm. and there's like literally a hundred roles in the Avenger movies, I'd be like, literal bro, hook me up. Help me out. I don't know why that's not happening. I assume it's sort of brother competitiveness where he'll never get a Marvel <laughs> movie because they need Thor to keep being Thor. And, you know, it's between brothers. I, I don't have brothers, and I'm obviously not a brother, so I don't really know. But okay. I, it seems unlikely that that's going to happen. All right, fair enough. Yeah. I'm happy for them. It seemed like a nice wedding. Yeah. In summation. Congratulations to them. Mark Ronson like, played a song for them on Instagram. You want to talk about this for a minute? Sure. Yeah. Amanda okay. loves Mark Ronson. And that was when he was a cool guy <laughs> taking fashion risks, being behind, being the quiet behind the scenes producer who was just also very handsome. And now he has his, he has his own name on an album. So he's like in promo mode. This is And things th- have taken a by turn. By the way, Uptown Funk is technically a Mark Ronson song featuring Bruno yes, Mars. Yes, it is. Anyway, it's been an interesting press strategy from him. <laughs> what would you say the strategy is? I would say it's like 40-year-old thirst trap. Like 40-year-old man He's more than tries to do like emo thirst trap. And it's not not working, but the clip in question that you mentioned is that he retweeted the news of their wedding and then just like played a song on the guitar for them and then like tagged it with the name of their new single together. Right. Nothing breaks like a heart. Yeah, I don't. It's not the best strategy that I've seen. But at the same time, he's probably going to win an Oscar for Shallow, so he's doing fine. How will you feel about Mark Ronson winning an Oscar for A Star is Born, but Bradley Cooper not? Which could happen. I think Bradley Cooper should win a damn Oscar. I don't know what's going on. For directing or for acting? Uh, I would vote for acting. I think he's great in it. Yeah, you, it's hard hard to not vote for Quaron. This is for the big picture, though. For, yeah. For, please listen, by the way. I... On the big picture, Sean Fennessy and I do an Oscar show, and the last one was our reaction to the Golden Globes, which was just, like, me yelling about how Bradley Cooper was snubbed. He was snubbed. He's, and, he's fantastic in And the others' movie. disasters. He's astonishing. Yes. And you and I did a 
exit survey, also on the big picture. And we were just basically like, Bradley Cooper! Yeah, he was amazing. So I don't feel good. I would like Bradley Cooper to win an Oscar. I will also feel great if Mark Ronson wins an Oscar. That song's really good. He is one of the most talented producers alive. He's extremely talented. He's his gonna disco- work through his this. discography is just is just flames. He's, banger after banger. He's after gonna banger. work through the Instagram stuff and it's gonna be fine. He needs to get off Instagram. He yeah. was he was better when we had less access to him. That's true. Yeah. It, it's a problem. P.S. He's 43. I knew he was more than 40. Yeah. Well, I you know, he'll Who, figure it out. Who's your second favorite, Ronson? Charlotte or Samantha? Uh, Samantha has to be, She's right? She's the DJ. Yeah. yeah. And she also famously dated Lindsay Lohan yes. to bring it full circle. Yes, she did. That was quite a time. <laughs> she did. I loved that time. That was also like back when Misha Barton was relevant. Um, and finally, <laughs> we have some real estate news. Boy, do we. There's one building being built in Brooklyn Heights on Columbia Street. Yeah, so basically the one street away from the water. More or less on the water. It's a beautiful, beautiful neighborhood. Although there's a lot of con- lot of contention, a lot of tension about the construction so close to the water because it's it's usually like it's not great, but whatever. That's for a diff- different time. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Damon bought the most expensive apartment in all of Brooklyn mm-hmm. when he bought into this building about two weeks ago. Yes, it was sixteen point seven five million dollars, and then it came out today. That Jay Kras, John Krasinski, and Emily Blunt also bought a condo in that building. Yes. And they had been living in Park Slope. Matt Damon has been living in the Pacific Palisades. However, he has always maintained a place in New York. Yes. So, number one, this becomes a total celebrity powerhouse location. To say the least. Immediately, to say the least. And you also wonder then whether other people are going to, other celebrities are going to try to buy into the building. Yeah. Not so much for association as for the building perhaps has certain like celebrity family friendly amenities they all tend to congregate together but this is pretty i mean this is friendship on a new level when you're both just spending 10 plus million dollars on apartments in the same building emily blunt john krasinski got 11 million for a full floor and damon has the penthouse right yeah right so do you think they planned it they probably talked about it. They probably they probably were like, "We're buying here. We'll think about that too." Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't like, "Let's live together," but like, just happened to come about. But Matt Damon also like moved to the same block. Like he moved like really close to Ben Affleck. Like, like that's like a thing he does. Like he's like a, like to live near his friends, which I, I get. Oh, that's right. And for a while there, he was going to buy a place in Australia to be with. Uh, the Hemsworths. Yes. They were recently also skiing together. I don't know if you saw that. I do. You know, I love that friendship. Yeah. Chris and Matt. It's beautiful. <laughs> they were all in the hot tub. It's interesting because it's very close quarters. It's bas- It's not living together, obviously, because it's completely separate. And in New York, you know, different floors, you might as well not see yeah. each other. But it is also like, what if the friendship goes sour? Who has to move? Oh, Blunt and Krasinski. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Their apartment's less expensive. I was going to say, that's your reasoning. If you don't, if you, when the, if you get the penthouse, then you have rights to the entire building should things go sour. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that there's a written agreement to that effect? He's like the boss. Um, No, but there should be. I mean, so I rewatched Sex and the City, the movie last night because it was on Netflix. And I I was like, you know what? I love that movie. I'll watch 10 minutes and then let's let's be real. I watched the whole thing. But, you know, the whole ridiculous plot is incited by... Carrie and Big are going to buy an apartment together, and Carrie's not going to have any legal rights, and she is smart enough to know that that's not a great living situation. So she tries to secure legal rights, and then they decide to get married, and then the whole thing 
spirals out of control. But you really have to get this shit in writing in New York City. Things can go awry oh, very fast. Absolutely. Yeah. It was that's a really good movie. I just think it's underrated. I know it's not like Sex in the City canon, but if you're looking for like a just like feel something, feel some emotions, watch that movie. It really has a roller coaster of emotions. I burst out crying at the end. When they're all... When the friends surprise her at the oh, courthouse. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. I just lost it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Great Chris Noth performance in that scene as well. It's an up-and-down movie, but did make me miss New York. Yeah. So, I guess there's that. That's the fakest version of New York, though. Right, I so was going to say. Then you're right. like, whatever, I don't miss it anymore. Yeah, it's, it's not fine. real. Anyway, the moral of this story... And this real estate story. Have a contract with your friends. Well, just have a have a contract about your living space. <laughs> you know, make sure nothing's going to come go awry. You're so right. Okay, You're so. But right. also, this is very nice, and I I love Brooklyn Heights. I do too. I lived there for seven years. It's I lived lovely. two blocks away from this in a uh, much smaller, not penthouse apartment, <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. Great neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, good luck to everyone that we've discussed today. I, I, that's like just become a jam session, like tick, wishing everyone good luck. But I mean it. All these people kind of need it. I, I would say that that is the general thesis statement of this podcast, right? Is like, there are some issues here, but good luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks. And thank you again to Fit Plan and to Hotel Tonight. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. 